Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening. This is Slogging It. As always, I am your host, John O'Gordon. Ably assisted by the wonderful Eugène Berger and uh, Simon Roberts. Had a uh, had a call today with um, Chairman of the Lord's Taverners, Mr. Tom, Tim Luckhurst, who said that he, quote, unquote, had a lovely little chuckle at my story of filling the inside of my Land Rover with my own bonnet in the last episode. So please do feel free. Oh, I thought it was your Audi. I mean, how, how well off do you sound at well, this point, by the way? <laughs> guilty. That's that's what I've bought. I've bought all those cars rather than some flights for us three to India for the World Cup, which we will come yeah, on to. Self. Eugene, good to see you last week, my friend. We we played a golf day at Coombe Hill on the world's quickest ever greens with the world's toughest ever pin positions and came second, did we not? Yes. Again, I enjoyed my walk while I watched you and David Russell play very good golf. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to to play golf again. Sun was out. I introduced you to a good friend of mine, the funniest man in the world, Kevin Cavilla, which uh, you two then mm. became best buddies and argued all night about everything, which was, I think, standard practice. But yeah, it was a, it was a really good day. When you talk about the night, you are currently taking on board hydration tablet-assisted water. I mean, yes. I know we had a few beers, but... I watched the rugby last night. It's Monday, right? Yeah, I watched the rugby last night. And the what I watched did the rugby on did Saturday night. Win? Yes, they did. Tonga Tonga lost against South Africa, and and I watched the rugby on Saturday night, and I watched the rugby on Friday night, and I saw you on Thursday night. So, yes, hence the hydration based tablets. Fine. Is watching the rugby a euphemism? Pretty much. Yes. Very. My liver is my liver has struggled okay. during this rugby World Cup. I was so I was so drunk by the end of Thursday night that when we were trying to play pool at almost one o'clock in the cavern in Rains Park, I could barely make contact with the cue ball. That's how bad it was. Yes, Mr. that. 
Yes. So, Simon, talking of golf, we have golf to look forward to, but how have you been since the last time we spoke, dear boy? Yeah, I've, I've been good, mate. I've been okay. Uh, I played golf last week. Yeah, that was shite. Sorry, Tim. But there we are. We are going away this weekend for a little, uh, a little jaunt, mm. aren't we? There's, there's a few of us going for a little Sunday driver, which will be a lot of fun. I don't think it'll be quite up to the calibre of the golf that we witnessed this weekend. No. 16 of us, I think, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. We're going to play a nice little jaunt. Not at Hanbury no, Manor. No, not Hanbury Manor. We, we checked for that, but it, they were busy. No. We're yeah. going to the Welcome. That's an in-joke yeah. for everyone. Yeah. We're going to the Welcome again, aren't we, in Warwickshire? We went there in the start of yeah. last year. Lovely little golf course. Lovely hotel. We, uh, I'm quite excited. One of the participants, I unfortunately can't make it this time. I, I couldn't make day one last time. Rolled up for day two, where I approached the first tee to see a member of the group, what can only be described as throwing his lungs up at the side of the first tee, which was slightly off-putting for the other members of the group, being as he was also bare-arsed at the time. <laughs> it was it was a very strange rival. But, but yeah, well, we, should, we should have a good... A good talking, talking about, I know you just referenced it there, we must congratulate Team Europe on a phenomenal result over the weekend. And actually, based on our predictions last week, where we were all a bit worried by the Americans, how do we feel about that? So I've got a thing that I do want to bring up. The Americans, some people saying undercooked, hadn't played enough golf, blah, 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 blah. Towards the back end, they started to fire a little bit, obviously. And I worry that, yes, we won, and we won reasonably handsomely. But I just think that do we need to always win the, the two sessions of four balls and uh, foursomes rather as handsomely as we did because they tend to be better? I, I just think man for man singles wise, I think that they will come out on top more times. I know it, I think it was six all, wasn't it, on Sunday? But no, I was going to say they didn't, they didn't actually win no. singles, they had actually won one session, and that was the third, that was the fourth, well, fourth round of games which is the second lot of footballs wasn't it so i mean everyone was saying it it got close and yes there was one point in yesterday afternoon that it was potentially squeaky bum time but they didn't win the singles so i think there was two two halves europe won five they won five and i think if you were playing against their 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 lineup and to be fair in the singles you can't say they were undercooked at that point because they played sort of minimum two rounds each You'd say you're getting back into the swing of it at that point. So I, I think, yes, Europe romped ahead and it might have been a bit tighter had they perhaps decided to play some golf in the... I think it's, it's a slightly thing of poor preparation on their part, which I think we... Is, when we Like Eugene mentioned, when we've got the upcoming cricket that we've got coming up. It's, I think preparations are being somewhat hampered in that, aren't they? Some Some teams are playing or not playing as the case may be, because they decided to hold a 50-over World Cup in monsoon season. So we might see a very equivalent performance from probably from potentially some of the big names in that through the lack of cricket that they've played. Well, that's, it's interesting that you come on to that, Simon, because based on what what we happened ju- what happened just before we started recording, I think we should let Eugène lead tonight's episode because he basically came on having given us no prior inkling that Today, he's been doing all this research ju- just so he can basically have some basis to what he wants to talk about tonight and left us completely in the cold until 10 past nine. 
whatnot just come out with completely on like unbacked up statements that are absolute codswallop like yeah. the rest of us. So Yuja. Swine Yuja. Over to you, my friend. Well, you say unprepared. We have a cricket world cup starting in two days, shortly. It's maybe just over two days. So I thought I would do a little bit of preparation and share that information with you lads today. So that I suppose a couple of tidbits of information are are, are to be discussed. One of those is what do you think of the new format? And what I mean by what do you think of the new formats? You'll remember from previous World Cups, there's been two groups and not every team has played everyone. And then the two groups whittle down into a semis or a quarters, should I say, and then a semi and then a final. Ten teams in the World Cup for this tournament. Every team playing every team. What are your guys' thoughts? Simon? I don't like it, if I'm honest. I, I, I know why they've done it, and that's funds, and that's to get crowds in. So the big teams play the big teams. And that's more guaranteed funds for them, isn't it? We've seen in past World Cups that there have been big teams, namely India. The last one didn't get through to the groups or through the group stages, and and so you you, you kind of give those teams more chance of beating all the minnows and 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 whatever to separate themselves from a group. I, I I'm not a fan of. I, I know we talked about the Rugby World Cup, and rugby is a very different sport where. To, to play more than once a week is obviously physically a lot more difficult. I think this tournament's going to be seven, six, seven weeks. We're obviously talking about the, about the you guys that had a chat with one of the reporters from the, the written press, and he was going out to India. Jono decided to not get his tickets for that, but he was going out for seven weeks. Now, I just think that's a, it's just too long for me. That is, I, we're talking about how condensed the calendar is at the minute. I'd for it to see it as a short shot. Every game actually means something. Maybe even smaller groups, maybe sort of 12 teams, but it's three three team groups and you play twice and then best of luck, top one goes through. Like why, why do we need to make it so all teams are playing nine games and then you've got from that semi-final final? For me, that's just, I know we, we say there's too much cricket. For me, that's too much cricket of average standard if you if you ask me yeah. but makes sense John, some people are saying that maybe it's because that some of the minnow teams like australia are about to get knocked out of the rugby world cup i thought you were going to say <laughs> like australia in the cricket world cup it was just no. um, India. yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah some some are saying that it's maybe because it gives the larger teams more opportunity to make the final what are your thoughts on that <laughs> And there we have Bugs Bunny's thoughts on the... Look, I heard someone somewhere say something the other day about if India don't win the, this World Cup, 50-over World Cup, that 50-over cricket in India may well die. Now, we then discussed, was this ploy put in place by India to reduce it to a 10-man, 10-team World Cup? But I think we then agreed that this had that decision had been made prior to even the 2019 World Cup coming on, coming to pass. So I don't know. I, don't, I, I think that we've discussed on many, many, many occasions that the Big Bash being 11 and a half months long and the IPL being months long each year. Good year of cricket. Yeah, great year of cricket. It's the, the calendar is just too condensed, isn't it? And so I feel like, you know, going back to the weather thing, we, we've now to shoehorn like the T20 World Cup at the start of the year in Australia. It was like playing it here in like February. Like it, it was ridiculous. Like the, the you know, the amount of rain and the inclement weather and whatever. The 
once the format's decided, I don't really mind. I think World Cups need to be the showpiece events in, in terms of one-day cricket, T20, 50 over, whatever, T10, T5, T2, which will probably show themselves to, to be down the line, no doubt. But I, I think, I don't even think it's India wanting to make money out of the big, the big games and, and, and stadium revenue. I think in India, there will, there, there will be sellouts for some games. They're, they're, and I, I really don't think there'll be that. I don't think you'll see full stadiums for a lot of the games. India, Pakistan, obviously, anyone that India is playing, it'll be packed to the rafters. Maybe in Australia, England, I think it'll be interesting to see. Well, maybe maybe New Zealand, England is the first game, and so there'll be a lot of dignitaries and stuff. So you might see a, well, it's a 120,000 capacity stadium, so I can't see them filling that on Thursday, to be quite honest. But in terms of how many group games or how many groups or does everyone play everyone, look, I think eventually the cream will rise to the top of the competition. And, and so therefore, unless weather plays a part, which we've seen in the warm-up games, you know, England's match with Bangladesh today was reduced to 37 overs a side. They missed their second warm-up game or the warm-up game against India completely. I'm not even sure if they had one before. That was completely washed out. But my point being, there's a lot of inclement dodgy weather around with it being monsoon season in India and so what on earth were the ICC thinking in in deciding to host it at this time of year I don't think they've got a choice obviously well but you look at the rest of the calendar you, you, you'd say that but what's more important we've, we've, we've had this exact conversation before surely ICC yeah. sanctioned World Cup events should get the choice of where but unfortunately money talks yeah, yeah exactly I think I think the thing for me with it a little bit is when it's not about revenue, for me it is about revenue because what you do is you potentially create more bigger games. Don't you? You, what, you, what you're going to reduce the chance of is a Afghanistan or a um, perceived smaller nation with less support there. England will take a reasonable amount of support because they've got the Barmy Army and they'll go. You say South Africa, for example, who don't tend to travel well with overseas supporters, but you'd probably put the, the the three big sides in England, Australia, uh, India will take travelling supporters, and the more games there are, the more games they're going to win because they are the three form sides that you'd say at the minute, and and so you're going to have more chance of getting more got more people into those hundred. I mean, they're massive grounds, so you've got more chance of that. I I, I just I don't like it in the fact that I think cricket and the World Cup should be about peaking at the right time and I think within this it gives you what six you, you're not going to have if you're going straight semi-final final you've got six weeks of group matches which is a long time for people to get in and out of form and so so for me it's like why if you could have that as three weeks so the teams that are best prepared the teams that are like, coming to the tournament best prepared they're playing the best cricket because right now you'd say Australia are probably up there with the favourites. They've played some ridiculously good cricket recently. India uh, are a bit hit and miss. England played some really good cricket against New Zealand, but then didn't play some great cricket. South Africa finished the series strong against Australia, but haven't played a lot of cricket since. You'd probably say Pakistan. So you'd say there's three top top three. Then you'd probably say there's another three, 
in South Africa, New Zealand package. Yeah. And then the rest. So all you're doing is you're giving them the best opportunity to whoever plays best out of them next three to get into that fourth spot. Really? Yeah, you have teed that up. That's going to be one of the questions because, that we're going to be talking about later is who do we think are going to be the top four going through? Before we move on to that, though, with all of this inclement weather around, have you seen and have you watched much of the, the, the warm-up games? Because the first thing I've noticed, the ball is hooping. I'm not, I can't remember that being normal in India. But that also means that, for one, the grounds are much smaller. I'm sure everybody knows that when you go and play in India. The grounds are only, you know, 50, 60 meters long. So there have been some, obviously, very flat tracks and some very high scores so far with seamers doing most of the damage, which is not normal for India. So, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on who's going to dominate when we start looking at, you know, bat and ball? Okay. When we talk about swing in India... Ashish Nehra, Zahir Khan, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar have all made a career out of... Are the first two been uh, picked? Are the first two been picked? <laughs> no, but what am I... I didn't see that, squad. All right. All right, Martin. I mean, I mean they, were, they were great um, balls. They were wrong. But they made a career, had very healthy careers out of swinging it round corners in India. So the white ball has always swung in India. What they were talking about on commentary today was that on Sky, as I was kind of dipping in and out of it, they were talking about, are we going to see a World Cup where it's easier to bat at this time of year, where it's easier to bat first, which you would normally try and bat second in India in white ball competitions just because of the due factor and, you know, as you would see in a lot of the T20 games out there. So I think just the way that the game's set up, bat's going to dominate. Has to. Has to. I mean, Mustafa Zerman today, dude, I mean, they just, Johnny Bairstow just belted him everywhere, early doors. You know, these guys have got such good hand-eye coordination and they pick length so well that they, they slightly miss their length and the, 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 the ball's just going to travel. I think it just means the better teams beat the worst teams. It, it, yeah, it swings, but it doesn't swing. But you saw today, like Bairstow being against the Fizz, he just kept picking him up. Yeah, he got Milan out with one that swing swung a little bit, and Best they eventually got bowled by one that, that came back. But I just think it it will it will increase the gap between the top six that you'd say. I think it might do a little bit of a change of order within that within that top six. But I think you look at the top six and they've all got pretty decent top fives. Again, strengths and weaknesses within all of them, and they've all got decent seamers. I think if anything, it might bring someone like a Pakistan. I know I'm, I'm back into it because their seamers are different gravy, but they haven't necessarily got the best spinners, and maybe it takes the spinning options out a little bit. It actually makes England selection look mm. make a bit more sense, although not necessarily for today. But I mean, I, I think bat will dominate because it's a one-day tournament and it's in India, and, and they want to get crowds in. They want it to be a big thing. They want records broken. They want flat wickets. They, they, they want to see. They, they, it's the same as the previous, not necessarily the previous World Cup over here, but you saw when the last time it was a similar format, I believe, in the West Indies, seven, and they just prepare flat wickets, and the minnows were just getting whopped everywhere for five, four hundred and twenty, four forty, four fifty, getting bowled out for one hundred and seventy. So I just think they want to. The whole thing has been designed for the top tiers 
nations to be the best guys. And so you end up with the semi-final being against two top tier nations and you basically rule out the likes of an Afghanistan or an Ireland or a can't say West Indies. <laughs> can't say Ireland. Uh, They're not there either. Or, or, no. Are they not? Knowledge. No. Or the Netherlands. You're not giving, you're not giving I mean, Sri Lanka any it, kind of hope at all. Sri Lanka are up there in Bangladesh yeah, for me. Perfect. I, I think I think we've got in the ten teams we, I know we'll probably you two will say or so to me now, we'll probably go on to it later, but I think we'll we've, got go three, we've got three three two two. Red soil versus black soil. Do we think that's going to make much of a difference? Or is that just going to determine the individual selection of teams on any given day, depending on which one they're playing on? Because red soil, we know, turns drastically more than black soil. Simon's looking at me and didn't say, red soil and black soil, what on earth are you talking about? Uh, is this what Michael Atherton was putting on the ball back in? No, they have, they have black, they have black I mean, soil pitches and red soil pitches in India, don't they? And red soil pitches. Is this an equal opportunities thing that everyone must, every soil must and get an opportunity? I think, to I think take so. Part, or, or it might just be. I think, in, I think in some stadiums they actually have both on the same square. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's that whole conversation of grass versus no grass in the UK. They've got different types of soil types in India that that they choose because I guess there's very little grass on on the wickets within within the Indian pitches. Um, or it grows differently. I don't know. I'm not a curator of any sort. I hope the ICC have done their job and made sure that the pitches are, are, are well curated. But I think on that, and I don't know exactly right, I don't know anything about red soil and black soil or whatever other types of soil, LGBTQ soil, <laughs> soil that associates as a different type of soil, soil that might associate as grass. You never know. All you know, of you those yeah, I mean, I'm sure that'll be fine pitches. But I think what the ICC do is they want to make, well, it seemed to be in the last World Cup over here, everyone thought it was going to be belters, flat pitches. But it was all of a sudden the scores went from what everyone predicted being 400, 380, 400 all the time to 240, 250, grinding scores, that type of thing. So who knows what the ICC are going to come up with. There's every chance that they could prepare flat wickets in the, in the warm-up games. And then go, right, we're going to have absolute bumpers. Where if you can get to 190, you've done well. But who knows? Until we see that first game, when we, you know pretty much that after that first game, the pitches will be pretty much that type of pitch. Whether it's one spins a little bit more or a little bit less or whatever. But you can pretty much say that after that first pitch has been done, the rest of the tournament will be played on as close to similar as they, the individual ground staff, yeah. curator, presenter, whatever part of the world yeah. you're from, can make it. To that. This makes my next question near impossible to predict for, for us without knowing what the wickets are going to be like. But in terms of top run scorers, and we will get to top wicket takers shortly, but given the caliber of batsmen that are at this World Cup, who do you think your top four batsmen are going to be? Across all teams, by the way. Top four run scorers. Let's go with that. You go first. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to listen to what you say and then go completely opposite. That's my plan. <laughs> Sounds about right. I I think it's pretty hard to look past Sharma. KL Rahul's found a bit of form. Surya Kumar Yedab's an absolute jet. Kohli is still Kohli and he could have a worldy tournament. They're not my four, by the way. I'm just thinking it's very... Di- one of the... What, yeah, yeah, India yeah. are going well. Then, <laughs> what, one of the, what, you'd expect one of those four Indians to have a really good tournament. Ishan Kishan, I don't know if he's going to play because, well, he might do because Pant's not back fit yet, is he? So 
you know, he's another one to to look for. Butler batting at five. Bairstow's a bit hit and miss. I'm aware that I am not asking, answering your question at all here. I'm basically thinking out loud. Yeah, but I think, well, look, you Stoke, get to your Stokes, top Stoke, Stokes, I think, will be right up there for England. He know he's played so many IPLs and done so well in the IPL that I think he will have a really good tournament, especially with the form he's been in. So Stokes to be in my top four. I'm going to say Mitchell Marsh. I just think he's hit a rutted vein of form, so I'm looking forward to watching him play in the tournament. I'm going to say from... Hmm. I, I kind of fancy De Kock to have a good tournament. You know, coming towards the end of his international career, I think possibly retiring from one-day cricket after the World Cup he in is. order to concentrate on T20. Again, someone who's played a lot of IPL cricket and a lot of cricket in India, so I, I would back him to have a good tournament. So we've got, I've got India, England. I don't, yeah. So it'll be, if I was to, if I was to lay my hat on one of those Indians, I would probably go. I know if Rohit Sharma gets to face the most about balls, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Sharma or Surya Kumar Yadav or Kohli or Ishan Kishan or Kale. Right. That was interesting. Can I go yeah, make it a lot do. more simple? <laughs> I am going to go with Mohamed Rizwan. I am going to go with, I agree with Quinton de Kock. I think he'll have quite a good tournament. I am going to go with David Warner. And can I pick five or do I have got to pick four? We can pick, John picked five Indians, so you can pick five. Warner, Warner, Rizwan, de Kock. I'm going to go Bearstow and I'm going to go KL Russell. Decent selection. I am going Shubman Gull, Quinton, Quinton de Kock, David Warner, and Barbara Azam. That was my toss up. Barbara Azam either rocks up to these and he's incredible. Or what's there's the other, I mean, they don't open the Rizwan and uh, Barbara Azam don't open the bat in Pakistan in this one. Ali yeah. that opens the bat in. They've got one guy that guns it, haven't they? And then the, is it Hassan yeah. Ali, I think his name is, that, that opens the bat in. That's a good player. I, he was one that I was considering going for. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it'd be an opening bat, especially if it is if it is flatter, and the ball is coming onto the bat a bit better. I think that'll be at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think you can look far right, from so the opening bat. Moving swiftly onto the bowlers. Hopefully, you sort of thought a little bit about that while you were doing your batsman. That you knew I was going to ask you about the bowlers. Who do you think the top four wicket takers are going to be in the competition? And I will start this time just to give you guys a bit of retrieve. Trent Bolt. I'm going to go with Trent Bolt to start up. I am going with Cajiso Rabada. I am going with, and I've forgotten his name now, the Indian opener. Nope, not Bumra. Kuma. Yes, Kuma. And I am going with the New Zealand pace man, whose name again I've forgotten. Lockie Ferguson. Lockie Ferguson. Lockie Ferguson. Yeah. Those are my... You've got two Kiwis. Yeah. Two Kiwis. Yeah, that might that might give away who I think my top four teams are going to be when we get to it a little bit later. Well, no, because you, you uh, picked two from New Zealand, so that's only three teams. But anyway. Yeah. I am going to go for Shaheen Shah Afridi. Great shot. Because I think he will get, he will get, if he doesn't get five against every one of the minnows, it's because he's not <laughs> yeah. been picked. I will then go 
with Bomra. Is Bomra been? Bomra's, Bomra's there, really. I've shit the bed. Uh, I might scrap Bomra. If he's not there, I won't pick Bomra. Bomra is most um, definitely there, yes. Yeah, Bomra. I will then go with Trent Bolt. That's what he's fun. And Adil Rashid. So a spinner. Okay. okay. I'm on, really then. glad you said Adil Rashid. I'm going to go with Spinner. I think Adil Rashid is due a really good tournament and due, just due, really. He's very, very good in those conditions. I'm going to go Lungi and Gidi because I think he bowls incredibly well at the back end. His slower balls are absolutely phenomenal. He absolutely did Jimmy Nisham a kipper up today. And I just think he's a clever bowler and I think he will get a lot of wickets at the back end. I think I will go with... I'm going to go Sam Curran just because he he bowled well today. He'll swing it at the top. He's then got good variations, knows Indian conditions. You know, I think he's been the most expensive player in the IPL for the last, you know, two tournaments. Yes, he didn't have a great IPL to back up his great T20, but again, backing him to go well. And I think Shaheen Shah have a really good tournament, but without... I don't think he's necessarily going to be able to put the entire Pakistan World Cup cause on his back. But I think he's a wonderful, wonderful bowler. And so I think, yeah, so that would be my four. Curran, Afridi, Rashid, and whoever else I said. Ngidi. Ngidi, yeah. I will make sure I was about to say that. Not one of us picked an Aussie. If it is, if it is swinging... And, and again, if, if we're talking about leading wicket-takers, we're not talking about yeah, best bowlers, yeah. we're talking about leading wicket-takers. He will blow the minnows away. He will absolutely annihilate the minnows. And so you've got to think that early doors, new ball, if he plays, and that will be a big thing. That's exactly what I was about to ask. Him or not and, and whatever else, again, against those sides. But if he's playing against a Netherlands, he is going to annihilate their top order. And that's no disrespect to anyone who plays in the Netherlands. But if it is swinging, he's bowling at 93, 94 miles an hour mm. and hooping it. Then you, there's not many, especially that left arm thing. It's why, why I think Bolt will get a lot of wickets and, and as well as Shahid Chara 3D. I could have picked two Pakistanis because I think Harris Ralph is a fantastic yeah. bowler. Fantastic bowler, and the other guy who bowls absolute rockets for them is I. And yeah, you you could have, you could well have made an argument for any one of that package three pack seam attack to, to be in the leading wicket takers. But yeah, I, I just think yeah, Mitchell Stark was. If I if I I should have gone early and said I'll pick five again. Like do you know do you not think though with someone like I don't know? Let's take Stark, Afridi, Ralph. Don't you just bat a yard out of your crease to take the swing out of it? Yeah, because they're not bowling at 94 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, that, that was yeah. me. Yeah. Just, just, just makes them a yard quicker. I mean, you know. And who, yeah, who, yeah. Who it makes it so it's effectively like facing someone bowling at 99 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. And, and it can fill you in in a heartbeat as well. It's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. going to be a tale of two skills. I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think the batters will want to bat as much as possible. I don't think they want to get rested because they just want to bat and get in form where I think the bowlers are going to go, look, we need to rest them. We need to make sure we get the right amount of, you know, yardage. 
steps, whatever they call it from a, a, an S&C point of view. But yeah. It looks hot. When you look at the squads, most people have only picked one spare batter, haven't they? So you're not, as a batter, that's just not going to be a thing. You, you might have sides that decide to play one less bowler and the additional batter comes in. That could be an option if it is absolutely hooping round corners that sides go, right, we are going to pick five five out-and-out bowlers and we'll, we'll bring that extra batter in. But I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. It, it looked it looked I, very I just, hot today in Ahmedabad or wherever they were playing. The England lads were really struggling. I think it was like 34 degrees, but they said it humidity and whatever. It felt like 40-odd on the ground, like, you know, tough, tough conditions. One bowler I hope, one person I hope does not bowl again is uh, Heinrich Klaassen. Did you see that ball he bowled today? He bowled a ball that went three and a half meters over Quinton de Kock for four wides or four no balls. What, on the bounce? On the, on the bounce? Like a, was it like a rapid bounce? A flat or was one, it a three flat? and a half meters over Quinton de Kock. I, I realized that. <laughs> I've not seen him bowl, but I've been to about the six and guns it. I don't think he's going to be running him yeah, bowl. Yeah. Like wacky. It was uh, it was very funny to watch that. <laughs> right, let's let's talk about who we think are going to get to the last four. Um, who wants to kick this off? England, Australia, India, South Africa, or Jew. I, I'm normally like to be one that throws a spanner in the works. And, if you take Bangladesh now, after all the slagging you've done about absolutely not, mate. They've got. I tell you what, the Netherlands would give them a decent sniff. I think, like I was going to say earlier, there's. Uh, there's three, three, two, two in the pecking orders, so to speak, and I think, yeah, England, South Africa, uh, India, England, India, Australia, I think are the the three that you'd say are the favourites. I think then you've got Pakistan and New Zealand and South Africa that are kind of the next cabs off the rank, and with it swinging, I don't think there's anything between the batting lineups of any of, of those sides but I think Pakistan have got arguably the best team attack in the world and I think that will see them through if it if the weather conditions stay like it is if it dries up and it starts spinning I don't think their spinners are good enough so then I'll go with a Jono said South Africa and I agree with him if it does start spinning because I think That's they've got. Two say, say, yeah. Uh, my 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 original state statement will be Pakistan, along with the big three. But if it does start spinning, I think South Africa with with Shamsi and with Maharaj will do. Although, although to be fair, Ish Sodi and Mitch Sander are two very very good one day bowlers. So. <laughs> You can. I think if it does start spinning, it goes up in the air even more. Right. So you guys, you guys sitting down. This this podcast might get cancelled. He's going to he's going to drop Australia. I am going. India, Pakistan, New Zealand. He's not picking England. And Australia. I don't necessarily with that. Bye, huge. (laughs) Exactly. And and (laughs) I'm going to go even more controversial. I think the dark horse would be South Africa. I can't. I, I love I'd love England to get through to try and defend their World Cup, but I just think I think there's too much going on around the cricketing world and seeing too much other skillful cricket being played. I'm not saying that they're not skillful, it's just my gut feel. I think something's gonna happen. Don't know what it is, but I think something's gonna happen. 
I, I agree. I think there's a weird, really weird feeling about this England side at the minute. It kind of seems part experimental. Like before, before the last World Cup, everyone knew like yeah. what the twelve was. The best twelve was nailed on. Whether it be obviously Archer got picked late notice, so that kind of made it a lot more simple. But everyone knew the batting order. Everyone knew what was going on. It was Roy, Bairstow, Root, Bosh, 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 Bosh. Everyone knew what was going on. Whereas I think at the minute, obviously with the Roy thing going and Brooke coming in, but not playing great necessarily. Milan's been informed, but he got left out of the 100 squad and then he's coming today and wafted at one. Best they looks a good player. I think my concern is that I read an article today that said England have got the best top six in the world. And I was like, really? No. Really? Have you seen India? Like, have you, have you, have you looked at these other guys that have, Scoring runs for was fun. it written by an English journalist? Uh, we've seen Australia at the minute, and well, yeah, obviously, yeah, it was. But I don't know. I I don't dispute that. I think if there was a team that's going to blow up, and not do. So I I think England will either win it or not make the semis. That's yeah. generally what I think. I I think if England get going and go on a run, and if Stokes can get into decent nick, if Butler can get into decent nick, and if Perso fires at the top, Livingston's coming into form at the right time. Ali got 50 today. So, and he, Ali's got 50 today. Although my worry is if it starts, if it doesn't spin, can they play the side they played today? Yeah, I, th- we, yeah, got three we 47 bowlers today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it was yeah, 13 I mean, against look, 15 at one stage. Every, if, you, if you look at that, so the batting lineup that they picked today, when, when I was looking at it, it was, I, I think that was pretty much the side that they would go into the first game. Yeah, you had you had Willie and Curran. Topley. And no, Topley wasn't down in that batting line, although he did bowl. Was it Wokes? Wokes was down in the batting lineup. Obviously, Curran. And then you had Rashid, Ali, Livingston. They were your bottom six. And then Butler, Stokes, Root, Bairstow, yeah. Milan. That 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 batting lineup worries me. Worries me a little bit. But, but as history will say, lads, we are absolutely pants at this prediction thing. Um, however, we are able to share our thoughts on the platform, which we've asked you to come and join us on. Um, superbrew.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-B-R-U.com. And search for our pool. It's called Slogging It. Um, Woodstock has kindly donated um, three prizes. Uh, first place is £500. Second place is £300. Sorry, third place is £100. And then it's £50 for every yellow cap holder as part of the group stages. So thank you. That's a, that's a Woodstock voucher, Welcome. by the way. It's not just, you don't just get cash. Not cash. <laughs> not cash. <laughs> not cold, hard. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about, lads? Uh, we had a row this week, didn't we? Another one, as we tend to do offline on WhatsApp. Yeah, did we? Patrick Cantlay. Oh, that wasn't a row. Ah, we're going back no, to the golf. To. I'm quite, I'm quite happy. Laying, well, I, don't I mean, you've you just done a phenomenal job of leading the podcast tonight. Yeah, he has. He's been absolutely unbelievable. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to this becoming a regular thing. I like the fact he sounds like measured. He's, it's almost as if he's done a day's worth of research and he's asking his questions when we. Oh, clearly you mean when help. he hasn't told us what we're going to talk about? So he just basically left <laughs> us high and dry, right? So basically, what's going to happen is on. We can't remember the name of England. I couldn't remember the name of New Zealand's opening bowler. I can't believe you said you. Which top four bowlers do you want? And then you named five. 
I mean, you've had all day to write. I, I came up with a, a straw man thought process and what needed to happen. Didn't mean that I did the research into the players. Oh, you are in this business, talk yeah. bollocks again. Sorry, Tim. Straw man. Um, so, lads, on Thursday, you will be doing the first of the slogging it does the Cricket World Cup daily. You looking forward to it? I am, yeah. I think it'd be quite good. It means I might have to actually watch some cricket, which is astounding in October. I'm normally more into NFL and golf at this time of year. So, no, but it, it should be quite good. I, it, it, to be fair, it, I know we've, we've took the piss out of the format and stuff before, and then it, there should be some good games. There should be some, there'll be some diabolical games of cricket. I look forward um, to reviewing those ones. There should be some good games. <laughs> i tell you what I'm looking forward to, Huge. On those days that I get to record the, the daily podcast with Simon, I'm looking forward to asking a question and then just turning it off after 15 minutes with Simon still mid-sentence and mid-thought. Simon's going to be yawning. Well, it depends on what happens. Bangladesh win a game. I'm just going to be going, sorry, sorry. I mean, the, sorry, be- the beauty about sorry. running this podcast is that we know that, or I know every week that when I say, so Simon, how's your week been? There's 15 minutes of content right there without him taking a breath. <laughs> I like a waffle. We need to do that before we chat. We we need to stop hitting record right as soon as we all get online. That's what we need to do. We perhaps need to have like a video. Yeah, but you and something. Eugene and I know how your week's been because we've already discussed it offline. We just then have to listen to it again for 15 minutes when we ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Stop asking that. Simon, you seem to be drinking your third different drink of the evening. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I prepared well for this podcast. I, I decided I didn't quite know what I wanted to drink. You see, you ask me questions when you know I'm going to talk. <laughs> so what I went with tonight was a, a, a decaffeinated coffee. It's late at night, isn't it? You don't want caffeine before you go to bed. Silly idea. And then I went with a, a pint of water. Obviously, I don't want to get hoarse for the 15-minute monologue I do at the start about how my weekend's been. And then I also went for – and Becky poured one for me today earlier. It was a, a lovely white Rioja. I don't know if I've said that correctly. Apologies to anyone who's Spanish when I probably should have – Said Rioja. You, 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 Eugene and all of his Flemish friends will no doubt have a different way of pronouncing it. Yeah. I, I, I quite like my microphone, so I don't want to spit all over it and say everything yeah. properly. So. so, yeah, so Simon and I will be back with you ooh, Friday, Eugene, or are you going to try and post them that evening? Friday, it'll be Friday morning. Yeah, it'll be the morning. Yeah, it'll be so, so. Yeah, the Cricket World Cup dailies will be out at 8 a.m. every morning. I would suggest then that Simon and I should do Sunday night because we'll have to do that after our golf. Oh, can we? <laughs> no, we're going to do it before dinner rather than at 11 o'clock when we're absolutely <laughs> shitbox. That would make good content. I don't know well, maybe. That. I mean, well, I mean, no, that wouldn't make good content because I'd say, Simon, 45 minutes one chance before, <laughs> before we've even covered <laughs> off what's happened in the World Cup cricket. <laughs> so, but having said that, we won't have seen any cricket. We'll only be, we'll have to, we'll, we'll be looking at scorecards on the uh, ECB cricket app as we're, as we're recording. Well, who's playing Sunday? Who's playing Sunday? If it's Bangladesh versus uh, the Netherlands, and I'm all up. Hold on. What I, what I might have to do, time. it's South Africa, Sri Lanka. What I might have to do is as you lads are playing golf, is get a guest on. No, it's India on Sunday. It's India, Australia. Oh, yes. Did you say, I thought you were playing golf uh, on Saturday, you said. Is it Sunday? No. Oh, my mistake. No, well, Sunday. Although, although, hold the, stop the press, right? Simon already knows this, yeah. right? We're going away. It was called a Sunday driver, but basically we, we go down on Sunday, play Sunday, have dinner, stay in the hotel, play Monday, and then drive home, Right. 
Lisa, because her mum and sister are coming over on Friday, said, well, you won't want to do, you won't want to do what we're doing on Saturday. Do you want to go and play golf? At which point I said, and then instantly regretted it, went, yeah, but I'm going away for two days to play golf on, on Sunday. And then she said, oh, no, but you still go and play golf because you won't want to do what we're going to do. I could not believe my ears. How does she know it's not? How do you know you don't want to do it? You might want to go and get a nice pampering. I don't know what I mean. I'm all right, mate. You might want to go a nice walk. Isn't that what they go do? Get their nails done and go for a massage and go and see some nice retreat. Facials, you know, all of that stuff. Excuse me? (laughs) No, no. No wonder she don't want me there if that's what they're all up to. I'm I'm not freaking sharing the room with him. Oh, we better close Right, thank you very much for joining us, ladies and gents. Thank you to Eugene for doing a fantastic job of hosting tonight. And we look forward to getting back to you later in the week. Ta-ta for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.